the best way to get you going. This is VOC Breakfast with Gulam Fakir and Sabira Sheikh Yassar only on the Voice of the Cape. Sauk um, announced that the majority of the accredited Hajj travel operators have re- um, refunded the Hujaj, and then they mentioned a few of them um, that still have that still have it, that outstanding balance. But um, those mentioned that still have that outstanding balance and that's owed to the Hujaj. Al Jim is one of them. Khidmatul Awam, Pilgrim Services, Nuris Travel, Yasmin's Travel, Shafiq's Travel, and Rasul's Travel. But what happens if uh, you know they don't um, reimburse the Hujaj? What are the repercussions? I believe that. That uh, Sauk will be taking them to task as well. But to break that down for us, Shaheen Issa, President of the South African Hajj and Umrah Council. Assalamu alaikum and shukran for your time this morning on Breakfast 9 to 1.3 FM. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Gulam, jazakallah khairan. And to Sabira in the studio and assalamu alaikum to everybody who listens to the VOC. There, there are many, many people that listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, Shaheen, let, let's kick this off quickly. You know, we know that um, uh, th- they've got now until the 20th to ensure that all Hujaj are refunded in full. They've, uh, when, whenever we spoke to um, even Samtoa, they always said that they are waiting for, the, for, for, for people in the kingdom, um, you know, to, to be in contact with them, etc. What happens comes 20th and there's no um, progression made? Well, let's, before we get to that point, let's just talk about monies left in the kingdom. You know, at the end of the day, um, Hajj operators needed to have made sure that they were constantly on the back of operators or hoteliers in the kingdom. Now, you note that there are six operators listed that have not yet fulfilled the obligation, um, but out of 20 operators, 14 have. All of those operators that have did not receive full monies from the kingdom. Some of them went and saw or, you know, facilities elsewhere in South Africa in order to facilitate, in order to, um, you know, pay their pilgrims. Um, the question is, why haven't these done the same? Um, so based on that scenario, uh, we put out this uh, particular document. Un- understandably, we also need to just be clear that the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia has been in lockdown. There's been a partial lifting and there's been a continuous lockdown in that regard. Mm. So one needs to understand the difficulty in the task at hand. However, um, you know, people can still or operators can still find find ways and means to secure funds in South Africa to basically fulfill the obligation to those who judge that are, you know, um, readily suffering about this particular scenario. Um, we don't know what the, uh, the future holds in terms of um, Umrah or Hajj for South Africa. Uh, of the rest of the world at this point in time. But, uh, you know, needless to say, we, uh, we've given an ultimatum now till the 20th. And um, we believe that, um, you know, if operators don't fulfill, um, then we will invoke uh, the code of conduct that we um, have had operators sign with South. And uh, we will follow the proceedings, um, you know, relating to the code of conduct or breaches thereof. Mm. Salam Shaheen. You know, you've just mentioned, you know, operators sort of sourcing funds here in South Africa. Um, at this point in time, do we know what that amount is that is outstanding in totality um, across the board for these operators that have still not yet um, fully refunded um, those hujaj? Also, I saw a comment online, and perhaps you can comment on it, um, that, you know, could Zauhuk perhaps, you know, from their own coffers not foot the bill and then, of course, then have an agreement together with the the operators per se 
Well, here's two problems that, that, that stay in the face. Firstly, I'm not at liberty to divulge the amount that is outstanding. I think that you need to ask each operator individually, and they must give you that information. Um, it's not my place to be doing that. Secondly, when you're asking Sahu to do what is necessary, um, you know, to fulfill the obligation, my question is a very simple one. Sahu is an administrator and a regulator in this whole instance. Contracts were done with operators. The legal ramifications or processes behind that is, um, you know, somewhat um, enormous when one looks at the situation. The biggest problem, unfortunately, is that operators have not been forthcoming whilst they were inclusive in the National General Council as members, namely SAMTA and SATOA. Now you've got SAMTOA that are excluded and they don't want to be members of SAO. How do you think that is that process is going to unfold insofar as, um, you know, sitting down around the table and trying to find, uh, you know, common ground? When we sought information from most of the operators at the time, I must tell you that it was, a, it was an arduous task. An arduous task in the sense that operators, you know, took us for granted. You know, we let them know whenever we want them to let, uh, we, whenever we want to let them know, you know, what the amount outstanding is or what the, you know, the details are of our judge and the money is owing, etc. The amount of communication that has taken place between South and the operators is an untold amount. Um, but yet, let's go back to a principle. The principle is very simple. You guys are members of ICASA as a regulator. If an, if, an, if, if an advertiser comes to you and pays you money and VOC goes bang, can that advertiser now go to ICASA and mm. claim that money from ICASA? There's mm. no such thing that uh, mm. you know, relates to that particular process. Mm. Therefore, one needs to understand where this particular problem is and how we can back actually try to do it. A whole year has lapsed, and if operators failed in their own right to do what is necessary, to find the necessary bridging, then they must suffer the consequences in this regard. They can't throw their hands up. It comes down to the bottom line, and this is where South is going to be changing the processes going forward. You have to have skin in the game, Sabira. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, they've utilized people's money to pay deposits in the kingdom. Yeah. If they had utilized their own money to pay those deposits in the kingdom, we wouldn't be sitting at this juncture right mm. now. Correct. And I think that that's something we've articulated ourselves over the past few months. Now, in terms of, you know, since this statement has been released, you've uh, basically listed six of the operators. Have you had any response to them? Will they be able to make that Feb 20 commitment? I do know that one operator at the time of, um, you know, um, our, our documents being written backwards and forth in the last week has indicated uh, or shown us uh, copies of communication from their uh, counterparts in the kingdom that, inshallah, within the next week or two, um, you know, there should be some funds forthcoming. Um, they're on the list as a result of, you know, funds not yet being forthcoming. So um, we hope, inshallah, that, uh, you know, when that does come to, pa to pass, um, that it will, it will certainly, um, you know, get um, refunded to the charge as soon as possible. So they've got until about the 20th of Feb, uh, um, uh, Shaheen, you're saying that Saug will not be held responsible if you sign this agreement. And then uh, to also please ensure that those who judge from 2020 that you do not leave your Hajj money with any accredited Hajj travel operator, nor should you accept a credit voucher as Saug has not agreed to these terms. So if they want to get hold of Saug, do they just go via the normal channels? 
They certainly do. At the end of the day, um, Gulam, we need to understand when Sahuk and Satoa and Samta um, came to the agreement in terms of trying to recoup funds and get the funds back to the to the um, judge, it was made clear that no Haji must leave money with the Haj operator. It was made clear that no Haj operator voucher, um, you know, can be issued in this particular regard. Heaven knows, in terms of where we are right now with regards to COVID, with regards to the travel, um, you know, industry, whether those operators are going to be in existence in a year or two's time. Right. So, you know, you don't know. You don't know what the future holds. And therefore, the money in your hand is better than the money in, the, in someone else's hand. Uh, we're not saying don't trust these operators. No, we're not saying that at all. But I am saying is, let's be logical about the whole scenario. Mm. The logic in the situation is, are you going to leave your funds with somebody else in the hope that things change? We, inshallah, yes, we are positive that things will change. But for how long? We were right. anticipating that by now Umrah would be open. Just as recent as the weekend, the Saudi government had indicated that their borders will remain closed mm. until the 17th of May. That mm. is after Ramadan. What does that tell you in terms of the travel fraternities, you know, opportunities to, uh, to go and take people for Umrah? It's a very dire situation that we find ourselves in. Let, let's see how that uh, plays out. Uh, Shahina Esab, the president of the South African Hajj and Umrah Council, speaking to us about you know the call that they've made. Um, uh, for, well, the operators have until the 20th to reimburse those who judge of 2020.